Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Board YouTube channel, where we go live every weekday for Pick and Roll. It's a show where we go through NBA discussion and, of course, betting content before Pips gives his official picks on the show. If you guys have been enjoying the the show so far this season, then please make sure you are subscribed to our channel. Like I said, five shows a week, putting in a lot of work to creating this content. So we appreciate the subscriptions, helping us on the road to 1,000 subs. And if you enjoyed this one in particular, you're tailing the picks, then remember to hit that thumbs up button and visit thehammer.bet for more sports betting content. Uh, unfortunate recap for today as the picks go 0-3. Um, we're looking to get a bounce back day today, but we'll fire it in right away into the recap on this one. Uh, we'll go top down. Actually, we'll recap the season so far as well. Remind you guys, it has been a good season. We're focusing on the big sample size. 77 and 60 record, uh, plus 7.7 units and a 4.8% ROI. Uh, yesterday, though, like I said, was unfortunate. This one, first of all, we go to DeAndre Ayton and Trey Young on the same game parlay. This was probably something that should have comfortably cashed, but Atlanta absolutely uh, blew out the Phoenix Suns. I'm not sure if Trey Young even played at all in the fourth quarter. Uh, it was just blowout here, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The I mean, when your player has 20, 20 points after three quarters, both of these guys, I mean, yeah, like not much you can do there. And yeah, uh, very unfortunate, especially with like how everything else was doing that night. Like that was like, Let's get at least this one, and it was yeah. a great pace. Yeah, at all, uh, so this game was like uh, the Suns won six out of the last seven, and with Chris Paul back, with Aiton back, with Cam Johnson back, they won six out of the last seven, and the Hawks won lost four out of the last five. So like Phoenix were two points favorite at home. And they were down 40 after three quarters. Like, that's, yeah, I always talk that. about this on the show. Like, small, small spreads, even favorites getting blown out at some random shit. Think, like, absolutely, like, like, no one even had that in, like, any side of thinking. Yeah. But at yeah, one point... At what at one point, uh, Hawks were shooting 17 from 27 from three, and Phoenix Suns were three from 27 at the same time. So it was 14 three points made difference, and yeah, just nothing to there. Do there. Yeah, tough one there. Uh, second one will go to the Rockets game for SGA Alperen Shengun. Uh, Shengun, I believe, finished on four points. Shea finished on I think it was 24 points. So. Uh, both of them, like, solid performances, just not quite uh, enough for what we needed here. Um, obviously, as a Rockets fan, you had your eyes on this. Uh, yeah, watching that one. game, I will bet did this bet, like, 100 out of 100 times. This was, like, amazing value. 
Shea obviously finished at 24 points with having the worst shooting game of the season. Worst shooting game of the season against the Houston Rockets. So that was pretty unexpected. Yeah. And he was seventh from, from 23, which is like mind blowing. That like, and he is the leading scorer in the third quarter in the entire NBA. And first 10 minutes in the four, third quarter, he didn't score uh, a point. Like he wasn't even trying. Like he was just standing in the corner. And then he just decided, okay, I'll 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 be in this game. And then he scored seven points in the last two minutes, got up to the 20. I was like, okay, this this, this could still be a winner. But then again, he came back in the fourth, scored two four points. It was at 24 and like missed like five shots. So yeah, it was a winnable. And also Alper and Shangun had like I think he had 15 potential assists and only four assists. So expected numbers of assists were like seven or eight maybe even nine. I will say eight or nine. When you have expected eight or nine assists and your guy is, is one short, like just very unfortunate results. Like I think KJ Martin blew, blew uh, two, uh, two, two layups on his assist and three corner trees wide open, like no one even close. And Tarison also like two, two layups. So yeah, just... It was the game went everything as I planned, but the the just poor finishing cost us the win. Yeah, and it's unfortunate when all of this comes together, and as it did with the third bet as well. So bonus on the PRA, pretty much covered this just with points. He had thirty four points, which was point uh, five off the the over we needed, which easily easily cleared. Kellen Johnson on the points though, uh, he's just a little bit off as well on his number. And it's just like they were all like, you know, seemingly on that sort of pace to, to yeah. get over. And it just sometimes it just culminates into a day like that. Yeah, this was also unfortunate thing. It wasn't like Kellen Johnson had 10 points in the first quarter. And then we had Sohan injury and Trey Jones injury. And then guys, Malaki Brown, I mean, Josh Richardson came in and they were, they are not creating for others. They just shoot too many shots. They just like, Replaced the past first players with the players that won't pass the ball. Like so, Kelvin Johnson after the injuries in the first quarter, both Sohan and uh, Trey Jones injured in the first quarter, and Kelvin Johnson like completely changed his role after these two guys went out, and he was just standing in the corner as a spot up shooter for the rest of the game, and I didn't don't, didn't like that against the the kings that allowed the, the least threes so yeah that, that changed completely the the, the bet so yeah so i say so when you bet enough days like this are bound to happen but we've talked about on the show before you want to make sure your bets are ones that even if you lose those are bets you'd make again because you still liked the, the handicap you still like the way when it, it played out ultimately it just didn't quite get over the line but I think uh, the way you've described these, these are three spots that you still like even looking back. It just, um, when they all don't come together, it just looks like this. So we'll try to bounce back today. Two official picks are on the way. Before that, we want to talk about a potential trade. We talked about the full trade slate yesterday, uh, which we were, we had our fun with uh, on OG and Anobi's odds being minus 500, which would imply an 83% chance he gets traded. Now, we don't think it's quite that high of a percentage, but we do think there's a great potential he does move on from the Raptors in the week leading up to the trade deadline. So, I mean, I'm a Raptors fan. I love OG. You like OG as well. You're a big fan of his. 
What do you think would be the best situation for him to go to? And what do you think, like, which team should be the one trying the hardest to bring him in as their final piece of, of the puzzle? Memphis. Memphis? Probably. Like, that's the responding to the part where should I want him to go, like, in the final okay. puzzle. Yeah. But realistically... I don't know. We could like probably see him in the Knicks. Like, yeah, that's that's one of the possibilities because they have something to give. Another one, Pelicans. I don't know. Like, there are some like maybe Pelicans. Like, they have a ton of draft picks and young guys. Like, give me them, Trey Murphy, Jason Daniels, and it's good. Yep. And you have Anunobi and. Herb Jones on the wing saying, try to beat that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if he goes to Memphis, you've got Jaron Jackson Jr. On the inside, you've got OG and Obi on the outside in the perimeter. Um, I think, like, OG is just the type of play that fits a lot of teams. It's just which team is going to pay the most. I think the Raptors are in a solid position here. Now, as a Raptors fan, I'd rather just keep OG. But the big yeah. thing here is that apparently OG is unhappy in Toronto because of the role that he has. He wants to get a bigger role. But what's confusing, and I've said this on, on my channel many yeah. times, it, yeah. is... Sorry. Sorry. I mean, like, trying to get a bigger role and then going to the, the great teams that will have even lesser role. Like, That's what I'm role. saying. So <laughs> his role in the Raptors is, is a, like, reports are just it's too small. But if he goes to another team, that's going to be a contender that gives him less of a role. It wants him to be more of like leaning on that three and D sort of play. So confusing yeah. from my perspective there. Um, but the teams that want like Memphis makes a lot of sense like that. Like I, that firmly implants them as contenders. The Pelicans yeah. have obviously had a rough month, but if he goes I'm, there. I'm a bit confused with this, like, especially when the last season, when never, when Raptors had so many injuries and OG was like for the first option. And yeah, that, that's just not for him. Like, it, it's not. yeah, he wasn't even decent. Like it, it, it was some very poor shooting. His number plumped like like huge downswings on his efficiency. And yeah, okay, maybe he needs a season with some poor team, like just getting his shots and trying to like improve and with the reps. But no, I don't think. I think that, I mean. I mean he knows the, the best probably for what, but, what he wants of his life. But the Memphis role will be like, you can win a championship there. Yeah. I mean, he's already got a championship. He, we didn't, he didn't play in that playoffs, uh, the yeah. playoffs that year because he was injured. But he already does have a championship. I don't think he needs to go hunting for that. I think he's hunting for a paycheck because uh, he's extension eligible at the end of this season. So he wants a bigger role. But again, like the teams that would trade for him, and it's a high asking price from the Raptors, and they're able to kind of, play teams off each other to boost his value, sort of auction style. The teams that are going to pay up are teams that are contending and think that he is the final piece. And I think Memphis would strongly consider him the final piece. I think the Pelicans would are pretty close to saying he could be the final piece for that team. And the Knicks, maybe not quite the final piece, but that, I think, improves their ceiling by a good amount. The only team that, like, there's been even some reports where he could go and get a bigger role is is if the Pacers want to do that. But I, I just can't see that happening. So maybe, like, as somebody's saying, as Casey's saying here, 
maybe it's, it's an excuse to as a cop out to say he wants he just wants to go somewhere else and you know that that could definitely be true yeah, he just sense. wants to change the scenery and I, I as a fan i i can understand that but um there's a reason what a lot of teams want og for what he does yeah. what do you think about the blazers yeah they were big on him in the summer i i just I think I again I think that's a good fit. I think there's some certain things they could offer the Raptors there that make sense. Um I I I'm just still not convinced the Blazers overall are in a position to sell on this. Like I think the Nurkic thing is the more pressing issue. I don't think the Raptors would really want to take Nurkic back there. I think the big department is what they need to focus on. Like uh, I don't know if Miles Turner is going to be available. I don't know if they extended him. The Pacers extended yeah, they, trade him. They extended him and he got paid. Like I think he got 30 millions. Yeah, I was confused on this. So what it actually was, he got paid. So the next two years, he's making 41, but he got an additional 18 for this year, which equates to about 60. And it was reported two yeah. years, 60. It's actually two years, 41, and then 18 this year. So yeah, it's, it's not it's actually a, it's a good smart. value. Yeah, smart, smart thing to do. Like, yeah. and I think that makes him better for trade. So if I'm if I'm the Blazers, I look I look that way. But I I can see the appeal like OG playing off, you know, Damian Lillard and having that that sort of. Yeah, I don't, I don't I don't like the Portland Blazers fit at all, and I don't I don't oh, like don't? this trade for any of these two things. I just know they are like in the rumors, trade rumors. So I just want to just mention uh, them. Yeah, yeah. As, as a Raptors fan, I. Like I like OG. If he wants to go, I'm happy to get a big haul because I think there's a lot of teams who uh, are going to be interested in getting him. Um, and I, I saw some things today saying like Memphis don't want him to go to New Orleans. New Orleans don't want him to go to Memphis. So maybe that could be something the Raptors play on as well. Um, fireworks heading towards the deadline and uh, excited to see just what happens there. But let's move into our official pick segment on the show for today. Uh, as we hope to have a bounce back Thursday here. We'll start off with the Lakers. We're taking on the Pacers and Miles Turner fresh off of that new contract that we just spoke about here. But Anthony Davis, a guy who's back from injury, is the focus on both ends of this same game parlay. Here it is. So we are betting Anthony Davis to score over 21 and a half points and over eight and a half rebounds, which is minus 115 DraftKings. So this is a positive matchup for Davis in both rebounds and in points. First off, rebounds. Pacers are one of the worst rebounding teams in the league. And Davis cleared this line in 17. In 17 straight games with over 30 minutes. And he should be able to play like 33, 34 minutes tonight. He played two other times. He showed that he can play big minutes. They probably won't do it straight, but... They will ramp up his minutes game by game. And I think now that we his like fourth or fifth game coming back, I think we could see like 34 minutes tonight for AD. Also, single coverage of Miles Turner. I love Miles Turner as defender, but he'll just go for the blocks and leave AD wide open. He'll be in a drop coverage and let AD attack him just in the pick and roll with LeBron. And the last game they played, AD scored, I think, 26 points and 13 rebounds. And I think we will see something similar tonight. Yeah, just pretty match of both rebounds and assists and drop coverage. Miles Tanner's single cover. Yeah, like Miles Tanner's single cover is great, but 
that against AD, Jokic, and Embiid. So it, it, if Embiid is the AD, just continue playing like hard enough, like he was playing before the injury, and like he had some great games after the injury. So also, so I, I like this. I like him this matchup, and Tyrese Halliburton is back. Like announced that they expect him to play. So this game should be close because Tyrese Halliburton obviously a huge, huge piece of uh, of Pacers team. So yeah, yeah, and and for the rebound part, Miles Turner is good of a big as he is. He's not a great rebounder in terms of his overall numbers. So that's somewhere as well. Uh, AD can success. Uh, I'll actually say that he's one of the worst in the league at that position. Yeah, yeah, and rebounding. Yeah, that yeah, that's the only thing. Big teams are not looking to to trade for him. Like. That that's a big issue. Like he gets out rebounded and allows so many rebounds against some in big matchups, so that you can rely on him rebounding. So you need to have a, like the, the the great rebounding player like next to him for 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 him to to play. And yeah, that's that's an issue in today's NBA. Yeah, I, I think uh, just that description. The Raptors could definitely uh, fit a player like that. They've got re- great rebounders all around. So. <laughs> Sorry to involve the Raptors yeah. there, but Anthony <laughs> Davis, both sides of the same game parlay on this one. Uh, has looked good since coming back. Looked good against the Knicks. Hoping he, he looks good here against the Pacers as well. Moving on to the second official play. We're going back to the well, uh, I guess, uh, after DeRozan did not get us the cover on his line the other day. We're going back to him today as he's taking on the Charlotte Hornets. And we're also combining him with Terry Rozier and his shooting numbers. Here's the play. So the Rosen over 23 and a half points combined with Terry Rozier over one and a half threes, minus 120 at DraftKings. So I spent some time on this deciding between the Rozier and Lamelo Ball. So I decided to go with Rozier with his lately huge shooting numbers. So Rozier covered this line in 14 out of the last 15. Only one game, the last 15 game that he didn't cover. And he shot... I think it was like 30% from the three before in 2022. And in 2023, he's up to uh, 38%, which is his normal career numbers. And if he can just shoot like like 38 to, to like 35 to 40%, this is a great spot to bet on him because he will get like seven to eight uh, wide open, like good looks for the three because. Chicago Bulls, as I always spoken, like on, we had Paul George last time they played, and Paul George cleared this in the first quarter. And yeah, the Bulls are just allowing second most threes to oppo- opposing shooting guards, and they are a terrible spot up defense. And Terry Rozier should get plenty of good looks here tonight. And yeah, so that's that part. And the second part is Demar Derozan. I rewatched the game. Uh, between them and they played like I think five days ago and DeMar had 28 points and I'll say he had 28 points on like very below average shooting night like he was I think he was 4 of 15 outside uh, 4 on of 15 outside the restricted area so that's very uh, uh, like he's 50% from mid-range he's shooting from the mid-range and yeah, four for fifteen. Like if he was like had seven for fifteen, that will be like thirty-four points night. And yeah, I just love it. It's like they, they just spent uh Vucevic, the Rosen pick and roll, and Plumley was in a drop coverage, and 
for most of the game, Demar had wide open mid range, and the shots weren't falling for him somehow, and still he still ended up scoring 28 points. So yeah, I just like this is the same matchup, same game, and I just think if he covers this with below average shooting, he should be able to to get there, especially after being very very frustrated in the game, last game that he played so poorly. I just expect him bounce back, and I don't I don't think there is like I think this team could like I think he he knows that they lost the game because of his poor game, and I think we should need we could see some early fireworks from the rose and not waiting for the usual four quarter shooting yeah I, I remember last game you spoke about how like his start of second quarter start of fourth quarter is where he can really thrive the most but like even in the game he played poorly against the clippers last time out he still almost covered the line so uh we'll see if he can manage it today and we'll recap the two official picks for you guys today first of all lakers at pacers we're going with anthony davis over 21 and a half points and over eight and a half rebounds which is minus 115 at DraftKings. Uh, going with AD strong in that one against the matchup with Miles Turner in the second one, going back to DeRozan over 23 and a half points. And that is paired with Terry Rozier over one and a half threes minus 120 at DraftKings. Thank you guys so much for tuning into pick and roll today. We're so happy you guys tune into the show or supporting the show. If you have enjoyed the content today and you're going to tell the picks, please make sure to hit that like button and remember to subscribe to the board on YouTube for content like this every single weekday as we get towards the trade deadline as well. We're going to be doing some coverage of the big trades as they happen on this show. At least myself, I'm going to be involved with those. So subscribe for some additional content just like that and visit the hammer.bet for more sports betting content across different sports. Myself and Pips are back tomorrow on Pick and Roll yet again. We hope to see you there. Thanks again, everybody.